Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Here's your host, Randy Tobler. Welcome back to the third hour of a jubilant edition of Wake Up Mid-Missouri as we celebrate the uh, the Chiefs' victory uh, and talking about all of the all of the goings-on around the game, whether it was Swift and Kelsey or the commercials or the halftime show. Boo. Uh, Stephanie Bell back from London. I am. How are the teeth over there? Everything okay? They what? Have, they have bad teeth. <laughs> we talked about this. Socialized medicine. <laughs> <laughs> and John Marsh uh, with that. I still can't get over that story of the coroner that we talked to. <laughs> the coroner that stole the dead person's money. Or allegedly. 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 Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, Stephanie, should I share with the wake up fam what I texted you about while you were over there? Sure. <laughs> so we were giving Stephanie grief the last time mm-hmm. she went to London. Uh, because the queen passed away. <laughs> was it while you were there or right before you left to go there? That was two times ago. And yes, I was sitting in a court case in court in Cole County. And I get a notice on my phone from American Airlines. And it says, check in for your flight for London. And I screenshotted it three minutes later. The queen's died. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh. And, you know, and of course, oh no. this time when Stephanie goes to London, King Charles, it's announced that he has cancer. And Toby Keith died while she was over there. It's not great. And I did all of my investigative journalism and talked to all of my British friends trying to get the lowdown on what was going on. I think they feel like it is very serious uh, for the king. Um, They can't be good. And they were, of course, talking about Harry being over there and visiting the king, but not visiting William. And, of course, um, there's a lot of, like, uh, gossip and rumors surrounding, you know, why Kate is incommunicado i didn't no one really definitively had any good answers but um but yeah it's interesting which stephanie i'm glad that you said that this morning because randy mr randall tobler over there was making fun of me off air last week what are they making fun of you because i told him i saw a video of someone saying that for the palace to make an announcement about charles cancer diagnosis and for harry to fly to go see his dad that basically charles was probably on death's doorstep because the palace doesn't typically make those announcements unless it's bad well and they just said that's really you know something they've seen to shift over time in that you know under the queen and previously you wouldn't have seen any transfer you wouldn't have heard anything it would be like a lloyd austin situation number one until something really bad had happened but they said actually you know that's been kind of a, sh- a leadership shift in that they've been trying to be more transparent about everything um and that they really appreciated that well when you have a media that is so god oriented I mean they'll make yeah. every, everything is a cover-up D- discreet personal information that isn't shared with the whole world immediately is somehow some kind of a crime these days according well, to the, the Brits media. invented the tabloid press yeah yeah and, and well, I they, mean look at Austin that's been that's hospitalized right. and I'm wondering because remember Austin had he definitely screwed up right I initially mean, yeah initially when he went in for the prostate surgery and was then you know that that should have been that should have been much differently handled so Maybe that had an influence on them. I don't know. Now, over the weekend, the the, the king did issue a, a brief letter that basically said, "Hey, this highlights. I appreciate all of the the, the uh, outreach and this and that, the cards and letters, and it just brings home how important this problem is when other people have it. And I thank you for all that, and I hope that you support your friends that have it. Yeah. So it was good to see, but he, he didn't give any out uh, any details out. No one knows yet. Well, and the other thing about you know talking to folks from all over is they were very much up on the uh, Travis 
Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift thing. It's not just, you know, it's it's easy to get kind of in our bubble and be like, well, we care about it in Missouri. Nope, everybody cares. Everyone's very excited. So okay, so fun. so we have uh, we have there's a there's a guy who likes to sort of poke our bear, and uh, that's good, Randy. I'm glad that you're uh, I'm glad you're keeping us honest. That's good. I'm glad Randy's listening. Man, Randy getting called out by Randy. Oh man. A few months ago, Randy Tolbert made fun of what he called the loser chiefs. Can we all get an error on apology? <laughs> I, at the time, they were not. Oh. What I said was they were playing like losers. They weren't playing like champs. They did not look like a championship team. That was a, a that was a statement of fact. That's all. Statement they had of fact. a rough go there for a bit. Yeah, they did. And they I turned th- it on when they hit the playoffs. And I, th- I think it's it, it. Look, it's speculation, but it happens to everyone that has enormous success. I don't know anyone who doesn't have enormous success who doesn't then take a little fall because swagger gets in the way that's that's just human nature you yeah know? and they and i think it took them a bit to get their confidence back and yes. we saw that and it made me nervous last night when we had that early on fumble i know and it's like you can't have a crisis crisis of confidence and you could just see the defeat um in their faces and it's like we've got it we can't but it, there for a minute in the season it felt like our whole team kind of we lost our confidence but we got it back yeah is uh I, I, you know i think that Pachenko is not known as a fumbler. I mean, I don't remember. He's got pretty good hands, I think, generally, I, I from what I can remember. I love the videos of Pacheco yeah. running, and uh, it's kind of become a thing this season. People have been saying that he runs like he bites people. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the way he runs when he's, you know, yeah. wide open, you know, sprinting for the end zone. Uh, he has kind of an interesting form. And it's very aggressive, and yeah. yeah, the the phrase that he runs as if he bit someone is just funny. <laughs> Channeling yeah, Mike he's Tyson, he's not even six feet tall, you know. Yeah, he's a little guy. Yep, but he's super popular. I mean, that my my son has now requested a jersey of his. He's yeah. like, "That's the jersey I want." I'm like, "Okay." And well, and nobody can uh, cannonball up the middle. No, like Pacheco, and and. Pacheco shows that extra effort sometimes. You think he's down, and I mean, well, he pops up, and there he is. Maybe that's just because of his size. He's able to somehow squeeze between those. Or because he bit someone. You guys could be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that uh, coming down for that last drive, that little extra effort that Kelsey did on that last catch he made was was very important. I mean, the guy really, I, I thought it was great to see him come to the fore. And, oh, when they didn't give us the first down? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you mean that one? But it was still great. I mean, it was just, he made that extra, extra effort. It was great to see that. So, uh, Jim says, seems like some of the commercials were for CBS. Couldn't they sell all the time? Oh, a lot of it was because Premier Week. So, isn't Premier Week normally in the fall, or are there two Premier Weeks? I wonder if because of the writer's strike, it was delayed i'm not sure i don't know i don't know but there's a lot of exciting movies that were premiered i was like i was marking my calendar oh really? the, wick, the wicked trailer yeah, the yes. wicked. so good wasn't that great yes i love that stage play so i don't know how authentic or you know how much fidelity there will be to the to the screenplay well and the fact that ariana grande is in it that's huge she can sing like nobody else I she mean, can she's talented no doubt guess what what chicken butt guess what <laughs> I, I my jaw dropped when i saw and heard this from the white house miss hannah oh no chiefs or niners two great quarterbacks hard to decide but if i didn't say i was for the eagles and i'd be sleeping alone my wife's a philly girl game or commercials game game or halftime show game 
Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey? Mama Kelsey. I understand she makes great chocolate chip cookies. Deviously plotting to rig the season so the Chiefs would make the Super Bowl or the Chiefs just being a good football team? You get in trouble if I told you. Trump or Biden? Are you kidding? <laughs> Biden. What is that little tag you, at the You end? just played a TikTok. I know. It was That's a TikTok. The Biden-Harris campaign has has enrolled in TikTok. And that was a little thing they released before the game. Um, Biden HQ. At Biden HQ. So for those of you that want to follow... Randy, you may want to may check onto that. Uh, make sure you follow that. Especially if you're an Eagles fan. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, was that from last year's Super Bowl or no? No, this is, no, this is just now. And I thought that you would be all over this, Miss TikTok. Oh, no, I'm yeah. I'm excited that you Aren't finally you downloaded the app. I didn't download. I have not downloaded the app. <laughs> I will not download the app. But this Trump, is, Trump weighed in on the Taylor Travis thing, too, on did. Truth Social yeah. and said he likes Travis, <laughs> but wasn't very friendly to Taylor, which understandable, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and so, <laughs> no, I, I isn't, isn't Joe Biden the guy that, that uh, forbid all government phones from having TikTok apps? Yes. Well, isn't this hypocritical? He needs the young people vote. Well, this isn't his phone. Well, here's the thing. I also think that TikTok should probably not be on government devices. Yes. But I'm still very much for TikTok. I think you can be both. 44,000 followers already. That's not very much. 450,000 likes. That's not a lot? No. Not considering who is running the account. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe it, it has to be a... It can't be a government phone, I hope. It has to be someone. The burner phone. The burner? <laughs> think so? I don't know. We have other breaking news that uh, broke on the Talking Heads show on Meet the Depressed yesterday. No doubt there is gridlock on Congress, but do you bear responsibility for what is happening at the border, what the president himself has called a crisis? It certainly is a crisis. Did, did I hear it? You heard the C what? word. Well, we don't bear responsibility for a broken system, and we're doing a tremendous amount within that broken system. But fundamentally, fundamentally, Congress is the only one who can fix it. No doubt. Well, hang on, though. I, wait a minute. Wasn't there a guy named Trump that didn't need Congress to fix anything, and it was pretty much fixed? Yep. <laughs> Why, are the American people going to buy this in this Finger election? Yeah. I mean, I, I just... I sure hope not. It just doesn't make sense to me. There may make a second round on impeachment attempts on uh, on Mayorkas. I know there's been some discussion around that. They're going to have to muster more people to be on the floor, though, and make a vote. They are. Yeah. Scalise has uh, blood cancer. He's been out a lot. Man, this guy has suffered mightily since that shooting when he almost died on that field. And um, I, It's sad. In what was reported in terms of the damage that was done with that bullet, it went all through his pelvis and got into his bowel, and the guy was a mess. Well, and with all the speaker discussions, he was kind of in the mix yeah. there for a bit, and I really, I, I had ho- kind of hoped he would step up, but obviously he's facing some significant yeah. health challenges. I, I think it was, um, I don't know, I, I would, you couldn't, if you were a House member, Stephanie. Never, but okay. But let's say you were, just Got it. theoretically. And let's say that you were in the leadership circles, because that's the kind of person you are. You're a leadership person. And if, would you even want that job? Who in the heck would want that job, especially in these circumstances? You no. Know, yeah, I wouldn't. It'd be hard. 
Yeah. John, it used to be a, a job that everyone aspired to. Of course, I guess politicians have a different, they just have a different constitution when they get up. It's all about ego and ascension and higher and higher office. But I mean. Well, for the vast majority of them, it is. It's kind of self-aggrandizement and some of the ones, you know. I mean, we wouldn't say our local ones no, there, but no. we've seen our share of them even in mm. Missouri over the years. Yeah. Did I offend any of the assembled judges at the chili cook-off when I walked up and said, Hey, where's the representative of the Missouri Freedom Caucus? I liked it. <laughs> How was Senator Bernie Skeeter got a chuckle out of it? Yeah, he giggled. How was that chili cook-off? It was great, man. John saved me from being a, a judge for the chili cook-off. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, but we just got truthful with them, didn't we? When they asked you to judge, <laughs> they they kept asking me, and I was trying to find polite ways to say no, thank you. And I had shared with John earlier in the morning that I, I don't like chili. And wasn't it the you ex- don't like chili? Not really, no. no. And so, so she got a pass. So they kept asking me, and finally John goes, she doesn't like chili. And I was like, thank you. You know, I did judging once. Have you judged a food competition, Randy? Uh, yeah, up at an Iowa casino once when Helene was teaching at a culinary eating? there. What did you have to eat? You know what the winning dish was? It was oh. amazing. It was amazing. The okay. entree. Was, was a rib, like a spare rib kind of thing. So it was sort of a barbecue, nice glaze on there. And what really won the day, though, was a blue cheese mousse. Mm-hmm. Oh, a blue nope. cheese mousse nope. with caramel corn next oh, to it. I'm telling that. you, that, that pungent and sweet, I, was, it won the day along with the barbecue. It was unbelievable. I've had cheese paired with popcorn before. Oh, man. I, I did a wing competition. Yeah. And I got some good advice of, like, don't eat the full wing like take a bite because there's so oh, much yeah. to eat i think i ate 20 chicken wings they were very good <laughs> you know, done that before too <laughs> yeah john did you figure out how much did they make down there at the uh at the american legion i know they had enough to send one kid to camp oh. and they were wow. working on potentially sending yeah. two yeah i talked to some of the camp quality folks that were down there too what a good great bunch. job they do it was a great great time when we come up we'll check on the markets and see if this uh, upward trend continues or not with stephanie bell stay there this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Freedom of speech, practiced here daily and perfected on the podcast. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I hear the morning bell. Our own Bell, just back from London. Just back. Stephanie is going to cover that this morning. What's up? Well, the markets are just barely in the red this morning, mm. but we have a big week coming up. We've got an inf- we are expecting an inflation report tomorrow. Um, obviously, investors have been hoping for a Fed rate cut. The Fed kind of hinted last time that maybe they would just hold steady for a bit, um, but obviously, all eyes are on that report coming out tomorrow. And then also, we have a huge earnings week. So we're going to hear. We've heard from a lot of big tech companies in the recent weeks, but this week we're going to hear from Shopify. Coca-Cola, Airbnb, Coinbase, Crocs. Um, So uh, another big week. Uh, And then we are also, and I know we've got some people who are like, let's not talk about Taylor Swift. So we're just going to cram it all in today and tomorrow we'll be on something else. Uh, But there was some big Taylor Swift news over the weekend besides the fact that she made it from Tokyo to uh, Vegas for the Super Bowl. Um, And that is that she sold her Eras Tour concert film. Have you, um, did you ever go to the theater and watch her? 
Mm-hmm. Eras tour. I think you can get it on Netflix or Prime or something now. She just sold it to Disney Plus for more than seventy-five oh. million dollars. She outbid Universal and or Disney outbid Universal and Netflix for the rights to this film. And actually, if you've already seen the film, um, if you went to the theater, uh, there are extras in this new film that will be streaming on Disney Plus. I think starting in March. Did you say seventy-five million dollars? Seventy-five million dollars. That's after it, it grossed two hundred. Hundred and sixty million in the box office. Whoa! She's a business lady if she is nothing else and just a machine. So the new expanded version of the Eras Tour will debut on March fifteenth on Disney Plus. It's going to have um, a, a cardigan uh, from the album Folklore plus four acoustic songs, and those were not in the theater production of the movie. Now, and if you recall, she set the pricing for the box office. It was rather expensive. I think the, the price was a, a special Taylor Swift number. Hannah, remind me. It was like 1999 or 1989. That's right. I think, yeah. 1989. So it was like 100 bucks for five people to go, which was, you know, I think... Most movies are slightly under that price, like fifteen ish. Um, but so I get some Disney Plus with my Verizon account. Does Ooh. that mean I'll be able to watch this for free at some point? Ooh, maybe should be able to. I want to know what the what the length of this film is because in in the theater it was what almost it was like three hours. It was the full, but it was yeah. Cut I up. mean, but now it's going to be five more songs. Wow! <laughs> How long theme. was it? It was three hours ish oh. or two plus. Maybe that's... I know the concert was around three hours, so yeah. it checks oh out. Yeah. So that's a lot. Um, but she is uh, making money, and uh, you know doesn't need it. But uh, also, uh, I mean. My father-in-law had a funny last night. Oh, yeah? He said, how weird to think that Travis Kelsey is like the broke boyfriend in their relationship. <laughs> yeah, he's the bum in that thing. For yeah. sure. He darn well better open the door for her. All right. So tomorrow's <laughs> business news, we will leave Taylor out of it. Yeah. But for today, we're still going to talk about her. Man, if we all take the things off the table that people are talking, can't talk roll carts, can't talk Taylor. Can't, I mean, pretty soon there won't be anything to talk about. <laughs> Back with more in a few minutes. Get an exclusive look behind the scenes of the show by watching on YouTube. Search Wake Up Mill Missouri. Thirty-six. As we roll along and wake up mid-Missouri this morning, you know uh, one of the stories that was eclipsed by all of the others, especially the Super Bowl, uh, pre-Super Bowl and after Super Bowl talk, is the fact that at mega church celebrity pastors uh, old Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church down in Houston, a woman came in with a five-year-old at her side with a child and started opening fire with a long gun, mm-hmm. uh, not otherwise specified. And a couple of off-duty police officers, I imagine they were security staff. Yeah. Uh, this was right before yesterday afternoon's Hispanic service there, Spanish language service. Uh, and uh, they took her out. But in the crossfire, a little five-year-old, I don't think it's the same one, but a little five-year-old is in critical condition as a result. And a 57-year-old man was injured in a stable condition. But isn't that funny how these stories are almost becoming, eh, okay, there's other stuff to talk about. You didn't hear much about it yesterday. You really didn't. And Sad. that's yeah, that's a lot. And a, I mean and it's just a weird circumstance. I don't think we know like the motive yet, right? I haven't heard. Yeah, I, I don't you're right. No, I haven't and this is the last update I saw was ABC just a couple of uh, just 20 30 minutes ago. But um you know, I, 
I don't know when it came upon my psyche intermittently, but don't you, in various settings these days, various public settings, doesn't it just flash across your mind once in a while, like, what if someone came in here shooting? What would I do? I mean, I used to never, 10 years ago, I never thought about that. Yeah. Five years ago, maybe. But it seems like two or three years, that's just been more on my mind. I don't know. Yeah, it crosses my mind when I'm in large crowds. So, like, movie theaters, even uh-huh. sometimes in the airport, um, uh-huh. concerts, yeah. um, certainly. Uh, I And I was even at a, a big festival concert, and they were flashing up on the screen, here's what to do in case of... They didn't say shoot in case of an emergency. Uh-huh. Get down, you know. And it was like... Wow. But having it be that in your face um, was, was... And they had pretty high security at that concert. And then, of course... I was, you know, watching Twitter yesterday with the Super Bowl, and they were talking about the number of uh, security on the ground and in cars driving around, and that the federal agents were there, and like just help, you know. Those are the ones you could identify. I bet you a lot of planes. Exactly. Those guys. And yeah. so I thought, you know, and people were kind of speculating: has there been a threat because the security presence mm-hmm. yesterday was so high? And that, so I was thinking about it as that event unfolded mm-hmm. yesterday as well. And there is a perception, you know, that we haven't had any, you know, certainly not of that magnitude, but you know. Mid-Missouri has had at least one, John and I both covered it, a mass shooting um, that was horrific that happened in 2003. And it was when a a disgruntled employee went into the Modine factory Mm. in Jefferson City and shot and killed a number, you know, as I recall, it was three or four. Um, He ended up trying to get into the police station with a gun. And, um, and and an officer happened to see him and uh, had to discharge his weapon. But it, it has, and, and the suspect was killed. So huge. There was an, there was another one, Brian. You might remember the one of uh, at a Christmas party for yeah. one of the yes. hospital organizations, the Capitol Plaza Hotel in oh. Jefferson City. Yes, and a guy who was involved in a long extended. A car chase with officers pulled in there and went inside with a gun. Yeah, he had killed two people in southeast Missouri in Salem. He was a former corrections officer. Now he's a prisoner. Oh, his he uh, John's absolutely right. He about a 150 mile chase somehow even with with the the um, the basically his tires were you know punctured but he somehow was a he literally jumped out of his car ran into the car crashed he ran into the capitol plaza hotel they had a gunfight in there with the police he did uh it feet away was jcmg's christmas party that was back i want to oh, say in man. 2011 yeah that sounds and, about right and the suspect was wounded but not killed and he finally finally that case just it, it kept kept overturned and there was issues with the jury finally his name's Marvin Rice, that, that guy. So, we yes, that was terrible. We have had some instances like that. But anybody who was at that Christmas party will know what we're talking about. It was, you know, just, well, it basically, their Christmas party had to end. I mean, And they had some off-duty police officers or deputies, I think, uh, who were working work in security thank goodness yeah, exactly and they and they've lord knows how many lives were saved had he turned to the right instead of turning to the left as we later now know from the police it could have been much worse but he went to the left he didn't know where he was and um, he ended up being trapped because the police were were in there but he had gone to the right and gone into the ballroom there were hundreds of people in there that's just amazing and uh you know, I, I think it brings to mind the fact that somehow we're not getting it right in the way we do mental health services in this country. I think we actually got it more right decades ago when I think we recognized problems earlier and addressed them. Um, I don't think there was as much low-level 
mental health problem that sort of rises to the top. I don't think there was as much sensationalization of this kind of stuff, which may motivate especially some of the lone wolves. Now, that guy was clearly desperate and cornered animal, you know. Well, he, but, he had also, keep in mind, according to the court documents, he was convicted. He had also killed his either ex-girlfriend or ex-wife and her new husband or new lover. I, I bit, So he mm-hmm. this was a... This was not a, and he was on the run from that, and, but he happened to get all the way from southeast Missouri to Jefferson City, and we now know he was also trying to get into the Truman building, or Truman VA, that, that night he never would have made it. But, I mean, you know, the, the point is that um, I don't know if he had metal, mental issues or not, or was just evil. We'll, we'll never know, but your point, Randy, is is very well taken. Um, but I will challenge you a little bit on that in terms of sensationalism. Do you have to report that? I mean, that that was. Oh no, a, no, no! I was talking social media. Okay, I, now, I see what you're saying. Things yes. things get sensationalized. I mean, I think there is the fact that I mean, some news outlets have stopped using people's names. Like the yeah, like the Daily Wire. I think that's. I, I hope right. more people adopt that practice. Yeah. Uh, what is your policy on that? Uh, I, you know, I'm torn. I I think people need to know who it is. I think people need to know who it is. If the guy's got a or woman has a criminal record, in this case, he was a corrections officer, had a good job at a prison. We need to know, and, and, and I'm, I, 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 I respect your opinion on this, Stephanie. I really do. I don't know that I agree. Maybe case by case. In his case, Marvin Rice's name, absolutely, because they were seeking the death penalty, by the way, against him, and he kept going on trial about three different times. Um, the guy, now, that where Stephanie brings up a point is, John will remember this, there was a genuine debate about the Modine shooter. And Warren Kretsch and I had a, it's, Warren and I respected each other. And I, I, I ended up using the suspect's name because he, he had worked there. But there were family members of the, really, that felt like he, you know, family members very mad, as you can imagine, at this guy that, that did the uh, suspect, was the suspect. And, um, and they didn't want his name used. And the, and the News Tribune took criticism because they published a, um, uh, it was a funeral notice for for the guy. Yeah, he but killed like three or four people, didn't it, he? It right? was at least three, um, and then he ended up being shot to death out in front of the police station. So it, it's that was a, that particular one was a tough one. But yeah. I think in some cases you have to report their names. In other stories, we're following uh, Lloyd Austin, defense secretary, is in critical care. He's in critical condition. Apparently, he's in the ICU. Wow was taken to the hospital uh, with a, quote, bladder condition. Now, this is, we're now, what, a, a month out or more from his to... prostate cancer surgery? Yeah, mm-hmm. he underwent the procedure December 22nd. Yeah, and, um, well, we're two months out almost. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's unclear what this could be. There's been a lot of speculation. But he has, unlike the first time, apparently, he has transferred power uh, and authority to his deputy um, secretary, which I think, you know, lessons learned. Okay, good. We pray that he'll be okay. I'm, I don't know what's going on with the guy. I mean, I know that you can have problems after prostate cancer surgery. You can have bleeding, usually an acute problem. Um, you can have infection, obviously. But to be rushed to the hospital, I don't know whether there's something more going on here. Mm. And uh, we just pray that he gets, yes, uh, he gets better. We he, do, and he's in, obviously getting great, I hope, great medical care. Because yeah. um, that, that sounds very concerning and this at a time when tensions are just mm-hmm. boiling right in the middle east and we have two israeli hostages were released uh that just overnight so that's happened and they seem to be in good shape they were found in a private home 
mm. in southern Gaza. I find that interesting. We don't know if that is maybe a Gaza, I mean, a Hamas sympathizer. I find this interesting because I'm always conflicted in areas where there's crime, whether it's whether it's a hotbed of crime here in Colombia or in any other urban area. And you wonder why don't you know, it's almost a mini cartel gang kind of a mentality, I think, sometimes. I know in urban St. Louis, we used to struggle with the fact in the in the drug infested areas. There were people who lived in those areas who had nothing to do with it, but yet they suffered the consequences of it. And you always scratch your head right. saying, why aren't you calling people out? Tell the police, there they are. I think it's because the ju- they don't trust that the justice system will put them away. Well, they're afraid of retribution more than anything else. They're afraid if their their names could get on the scanner somehow. Yeah. They, uh, the majority of people, and, and, and in my series last week, I hope people had a chance to listen to it about that new youth center. Mm-hmm. Lonnie Lockhart Bay very much addressed what you just talked about, and he served 26 years in prison himself. And he said it best. He said the majority of people who are living in poverty don't want to live around crime. They don't want that. They do not. They fear and they don't want to live in fear. But Randy, if they call and they get it gets found out that they called, I mean, it's just well, but it that, could be scary. You know what they say about snitches. Well, and it, you know, yeah. there was a there was a witness in a high profile case in St. Louis. It was a teenager that came forward in a um, they they called it this. I forgot what the headline in the Post Dispatch was. Murderous family I, to the point where Congressman Clay actually did a story. He was Clay, a congressman at the time, about it. They found out he had he had given him the information. And he got killed at a bus stop. The yeah. witness. But now let's let's be clear though. You often give out the number of the. Anonymous tip right. right. Is that is that an ironclad guarantee in the in the subsequent prosecution and trial phase? It will remain anonymous. That is absolutely correct. Okay, well that's it's important five, for everyone to hear. Five seven three eight seven five tips in Columbia. Five seven three six five nine tips in Jefferson City. There you go. And what they can do if they choose to come forward with additional information, they would probably have to give their names at that point. They can. But no, if you call that number, they don't want your name. They just want to know who the who yeah. the suspect or suspect is. And you don't and you're still eligible for a re- reward, but a lot of people use that because they do fear retribution. Oh, John has some interesting uh information on that shooter in Joel Osteen's church in Houston. We'll yeah, bring just, that when we uh yeah. when we come we'll back. The weeds on that. Okay. That's interesting. Oh, boy. (laughs) You won't want to miss that as we close it out here on Wake Up in Missouri. Stay there. This is Wake Up in Missouri. Saying whatever we want. Wake Up in Missouri. a big old serving of leftovers enjoy well there is lots to talk about we've been talking about super bowl all morning but uh, we don't want to forget that um mayorkas made some hits yesterday by talking about uh, the crisis at the border for the first time that i can remember he acknowledged that um Ad uh, votes keep coming in from you guys on the text line five seven three eight seven four ninety three ninety. um 
Stephanie, what's on your leftover plate? Well, I'm watching the state house this week. It's been contentious to say the least, but we are seeing uh, hearings continue uh, today in the house. Uh, there are some hearings on expanded on education reform on ESA expansion. There are some bills that will expand the amount of money dedicated to ESAs. The yeah. other bills would expand who's eligible, and that is that latter category um, that I really hope that they work on because yeah. the, the the number of people who are actually eligible, I think. Think, um, is quite small, and I, I would like to see that expanded. Yeah, when you look at the disparity in what they spend across the state in various places on students, um, you know, I mean, they need to work on that funding mechanism and the amounts that are allowable. And you're right, continue to expand access to choice. I don't know why they can't take a quantum leap and go where Arizona, Iowa have gone, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, I know. I looked at it, um, and we ended up moving um, for educational choice. Yeah. And I looked at it, and, and I would have been ineligible and still had to move under the existing program. Huh. Um, and so I really hope that they, they can figure that out. And then over on the Senate side, there are continued hearings. And I know we've got a lot of family members who care a lot about property tax. And so it looks like in the Economic Development Committee in the Senate today, they're going to be hearing some bills related to property tax and yeah. property tax relief. Well, if nothing else, I mean, I, I, Eigel's not going to get his way and get an abolition of the, you know, of the property tax. But maybe they'll do something in valuation or something else. Hopefully. Anything's a good, I think just the idea of renting your property from the government after you've already bought it and paid sales tax. Ugh, gets my goat. How about you, John? <laughs> yeah, well, it's especially one of those deals, you know. We've, we've talked to so many people that have moved to Missouri from other states and they get a tax bill mm-hmm. in the mail and they're like, they go down and say, Hey, I paid my taxes when I bought the car. And it's like, no, it's Missouri. You still owe. <laughs> That's right. And you will next year. And after that, even when it's depreciated out and it has no value, <laughs> if you own it and you know, you're supposed to report horses and domestic animal, everything. Trailers, Trailers boats, yeah. boats, yeah, airplanes. Awesome. Even a little tiny, little tiny utility trailer, eight by ten. Although you see people have these in their driveway. Those yeah, I've got one. Yeah. I've got to report it. And got to pay report on it. That. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to see that replaced with something else. If they're going to have to come up with the funding, it's just something about that. Just it's a, it's a, it seems to be just a rub salt in the wound kind of thing. Now, John, as we were heading out of the last segment, once in a while we get excited about something that's reported. Uh, we've uh, you know we're looking into something, but you saw a report about that shooter in a Houston church and uh, potentially some um, some identity there. Yeah, the the deal was, and they're still trying to figure out if the woman they said was politically motivated or a disturbed individual. She shot and wounded one person. She had a little five-year-old with her. Uh, some off-duty law enforcement officers returned fire inside Joel Austin's megachurch down there, wounded the kid, killed her. And now reports from uh, down in Texas say the shooter used a rifle, that had free Palestine written on it. Wow. It was also claiming to have bombs with her, and yeah. they brought in the bomb squad, the EOD guys, and didn't find anything. Well, you know, that's that's a plausible th- thought, because, I mean, I think we've seen in, this, uh, in the wake of the October 7th killings and the retaliation with the assault on Gaza by IDF forces from Israel, um, with allegedly 27,000 Palestinian victims of that caught in the, quote, crossfire. I don't believe those numbers. I believe those are Hamas-reported numbers. Um, uh, I, You know, I, I can. we've certainly seen this right out here in Jefferson City last week at that APAC thing that Jennifer was at, and 
John J. Ashcroft told us he was a knockdown. Those Palestinian uh, sympathizers, they are not only vocal, but sometimes violent right here in America. Remember the one in Orange County a couple years ago where the man and wife who were both uh, Arabic Mm-hmm. Shot up, uh, shot up. I guess the Orange County Health Department out there and killed several. That's people. right. That's right. I had forgotten about that, but you're so right. Yeah. So these uh, these politically motivated shootings are increasingly troubling. Anything as we wrap it up here, Hannah? For you and your leftovers, any TikTok things you've run across? Go Taylor's boyfriend. Go Taylor's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and the parade soup. Parade in KC is Wednesday. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll keep following all these stories and more, and see you tomorrow. Have a great start to your week, gang. See you later. Bye.